It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get stuck back into domestic football after a successful international break. Rangers have the chance to cut the gap to six points when they host Dundee United before Celtic respond tomorrow. The battle for top six takes centre stage in Paisley as St Mirren hosts Livy. Both Kilmarnock and Hearts could really be doing with a win in Ayrshire and Motherwell are off to Easter Road while Barry Robson's Aberdeen play St Johnston. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me on today of all days the three biggest fools we could find Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans And Poster Coglu's taking the hump Because the Hibs manager Lee Johnson says He's got an easy job at Celtic Park And thinks he's been wound up And says that Johnson's choice of words is not accidental So Poster Coglu will get the chance to show He had a job that deserves greater respect this weekend Rangers are overwhelming favourites to beat Dundee United at Ibrox United haven't won there for nine years That'll cut the gap to six points And then we'll find out how easy or otherwise Angie's job is when he goes to Dingwall elsewhere Life's certainly not easy for Kilmarnock They desperately need a result against Kilmarnock No, they don't They need a result against Hearts And then Hearts have to fend off Aberdeen and Hibs As they chase them for third place in the league Big day it certainly is It's always great when the domestic card is back on It seems a lot busier the weekend ahead And like you says here Rangers know exactly what they need to do Against a Dundee United side Fighting for their lives Before Celtic take on Ross County tomorrow But the games Battle for third place And battle for top six Firmly in the mix here And also the championship A league that no one knows Which way it's going to go Plenty of intrigue in that one today also I come in here on Tuesday night full of positivity with Scotland. I'm the same today. I think the lads have got some terrific games ahead this afternoon. Plenty of goals and look forward to hearing from Sit back and enjoy. We know, we say it all week, that international football might not be for everyone. So if that's the case, you'll be beside yourself at the return of the domestic stuff. And if international football is for you, then you can't fail to have been impressed by what you witnessed over the last week or so. How rare that we come off one of these international breaks with real overwhelming Positivity. We'll all have fallen out with each other by five past three, so rest assured. Later on, your chance to have your say on the open line when it's all said and done. That's what Saturdays are all about here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can let us know your thoughts on the games when they finish. But until then, let's build up to the action by going around the grounds, Hugh Evans. Yeah, but before then, we go back to Tuesday in that win over Spain. I'm told in the early moments of today's match between Man City and Liverpool, <laughs> Andy Robertson gave Rodri what we know in this part of the world as a dull win. But mm. it didn't actually stop Rodri because Liverpool are currently losing 3-1. Yeah, we don't let these things go very easily. Let's go to Ibrox first of all. Rangers against Dundee United. Gabriel has the teams. Yes, I do, Gordon. I think it's fair to say we are now in the running. And although many people feel becoming champions may be beyond Rangers, Michael Beale will not give up the title fight. He wants his team to push Celtic right until the last game. And as we all know, on weekends like this, Rangers' job is to cut the gap down to six points before the Hoops trip to Dingwall tomorrow morning. Rangers have won their last four games. They've scored at least three in all of them. And perhaps we're starting to see that free-flowing attacking football that Beale wants. He'll hope his side can display more of that today. 
today. Well, he makes three changes to the team that beat Motherwell 4-2 14 days ago. Barisic, Tillman and Morelos all come in. Gilmaz, Fashion Sakala and Cholak are dropped to the bench. Uh, it's the usual 4-3-3 formation for the Jers. Al McGregor is in goal. It's going to be his 500th appearance for the club today. A massive milestone. The back four, Captain James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davis and Borna Barisic. It'll be Ryan Jack and John Lundstrom at the base midfield with Malik Tillman just in front of them. We think it'll be Todd Cantwell off the right, Ryan Kent from the left and Alfredo Morelos leading the line. The substitutes today here in Govan McLaughlin, Ridvan, Cholak, Suter, Kamara, Tondo, Wright, Arfield and Fashion Sakala. What about the visitors? Dundee United, it is grim reading for them. They're in last place. Two points adrift and have lost on their last five visits here. Jim Goodwin has come in and made the team more solid undoubtedly. They've drawn their last two games but draws will not be enough to keep them up. Goodwin knows that. They need wins but it couldn't be a tougher task than today. A good win makes just one change from the one or draw with St Mirren two weeks ago. Liam Smith is out of the squad altogether so Kieran Freeman takes his place at right wing back. It'll be a 5-2-3 formation for the Tangerines. It's uh, Mark Birgitti in goal. Back three of Luke Aina, Ryan Edwards and Scott McMahon. Then the wing-backs will be Kieran Freeman on the right and Azitz Behic on the left. Ian Harks and Craig Sibbald in the middle of the park. Peter Paulett and Jamie McGrath just behind Stephen Fletcher, who leads the line. The substitutes, Newman, Graham, Niskanen, June, Sadat, Fotheringham, Kujo, Thompson and O'Donnell. The referee here is Don Robertson and Mike Roncone is on the VAR. None of this is new, Hugh Keevans. Oh. It feels like every week Michael Beale and Rangers have the chance to cut Celtic's gap and they do. And then every single week... Week, Celtic tend to respond quite emphatically and restore it to nine points. Eventually, we'll run out of games unless something drastically changes in the next few weeks. But we've been here before. Yeah, I, I, but I think the next eight days, Gordon, have the potential to end this title race. I think Ange Postecoglou has taken the hump, as I said at the start, because people are calling his his job easy. And before that, Michael Beale said that Ange Postecoglou is lucky. So I think he's an angry man And I expect Rangers to win But I expect Celtic to come back In the fashion that you have described Setting up a game at Celtic Park A week today Which if Celtic win it Don't tell me Even the worst tipster in the world Would not be called inaccurate If I said if Celtic win next Saturday It's over what jumps out from the team news at Ibrox for you, Mark Wilson? Well, obviously the the, the forward line with Morelos leading the line. Um, in and out of the side. Wondered if he'd get a chance again after Cholak coming in, but Beal obviously prefers him today. Cantwell, Gabe's just saying there, may play off the right rather than kind of a more attacking central midfield role, so that's interesting. But I think Beal will be looking for... Michael Bale will be looking for a performance at Ibrox this afternoon A real performance to match results Because most of the, the good performances this season Have come away from home You think the performance at Tynecastle, At Easter Road For Park All been great going forward But Ibrox It's been a wee bit stuffy It's been a wee bit stop-start recently And I'm sure the Rangers fans going along today Obviously want the three points But they want a real performance to match that as well um, yeah, I, I echo what Mark says there. I think that he's looking at Morelis, for instance. Uh, Cholak is the one for the future with a new centre forward probably coming in. I think everybody knows Morelis will leave the building. But I think he's played them today because he knows the way Dundee United got it set up. So it'll be interesting. He has to get a back to goal player that can feed off. Sakala is a big one for me. He's been in good form, scored at Fur Park. 
He had a bit of an issue coming back from international oh, duty. Right. I mean, he, he, he was fine, according booed, to Michael Beale yesterday. Booed by his own yeah. people. But I, I meant physically as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, a... I, I, I would think that, Gordon. Didn't know that until you gave me that information because I think Sakala would have been a stick on 100%. Good form, scoring goals as well. But I think Morelis is in there because of the way Dundee United's going to play. I think they'll try and get mm. the ball up to Morelis, back to goal, and then get runners off. It him. does just feel like yet another twist and turn, though, Mark Wilson, because it was only let me remind you of how the calendar works 26th of February Morello starts and Celtic beat Rangers in the League Cup final in the aftermath of that in the post-mortem the very next game um, Antonio Cholak gets the nod and plays against Kilmarnock he's then named again in the team to go to Easter Road which is widely regarded as the performance of the season and on that night we had umpteen callers to this very show saying I think this is a big sign. I think this is it. I think this is the this is the start. This is us going to see now. You know, Cholak sort of nailing that number nine role, and it's probably the beginning of the end for Alfredo Morelos. But here we are again. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of weeks, he's back in. Well, I suppose it's what every manager wants: the, a front line that you can, you know, swap when when you like, and both do the same job. I don't think it's at that stage at the minute. I, I think Cholak should be the man in front, but what? For whatever reason Morelos is back in Now it is interesting Because of what comes next week Cholak took his chance Against Kilmarnock Although he didn't score Remember Michael Beale Came out and said He's been working on his fitness And he's at a better place now He backs up Like you say With a couple of goals At Easter Road And I did think He would be the main man Whether that's I was going to say Resting Cholak for next week Well he's just had An international break So you wouldn't suspect He was poor at Fir Park You've got to say that he was very, very poor at Fir Park, and that may have just swayed. Uh, but is that what he gets? One, one, ha- one uh, poor game. How well, many I, poor games does Morelos get? You. I think going forward, I think you know if it's me, I'm looking at Cholak being the the number nine uh, centre forward here to play in the most of the games. Five hundredth appearance for Alan McGregor, Hugh Evans. Yeah. It is quite an innings. Well. It, the Rangers fans would, I think, be torn between Andy Gorham and uh, Alan McGregor as the best goalkeeper ever to have represented the club. Um, Andy Gorham, for me, would have edged it. But McGregor, considering he spent six years away from Ibrooks, I mean, he left in 2012, went to Turkey, uh, and then back to English football at Hull. So he'd been six years away and still racked up 500 appearances for Rangers. But as I say... I'll leave the debate to Rangers fans, but Gorham or McGregor, one or other, is the best ever Rangers goalkeeper. Yeah, I think it was 150 appearances for Hull on top of that. And then between Cardiff, his spell in Turkey, his loan spells in Fairland St. Johnson, you're looking at easily over a, another 50 or so there. But 500 today for Rangers, Gordon. It's quite the landmark, isn't it? News yesterday that he'll get a testimonial against Newcastle. Yeah, deserves it. He's been absolutely terrific. Um, I just listened to Hugh there comparing Gorham and, and McGregor. Uh, it's very, very tight. And you would have split decisions, of course you would. But McGregor's been absolutely fantastic for Rangers. Uh, you can go back to the amount of big games that he's been called upon and he was always there. He always produced and... Uh, he deserves everything he gets because he's been a great servant to them. Looking forward to that then, Mark Wilson. What are your thoughts quickly on, on Dundee United? Is it is it just that age-old go, try and make life difficult and yeah. hope you can pick up something yeah, vital I, in your I believe so. Bit? I mean, Jim's team would have taken confidence from you know going two without defeat, but it's going to be incredibly 
incredibly difficult for him this afternoon Well we look forward to that one That's your team news from Ibrox What about the Smizer Stadium then? Because St Mirren Livy is a cracker in that battle for the top six Fraser Wishart's there It is a cracker ahead I hope Gordon, the pitch looking fantastic Conditions perfect for a game And uh, as you've seen earlier, all the focus has been on the national team For the last couple of weeks Seems a long time since we watched league football But it was only a couple of weeks a go, but it's actually looking forward to the next four games, the next three weeks, absolutely vital to these two clubs in the battle to get a top six place. With only three points separating Aberdeen in fourth and St Mirren in seventh, there'll be plenty of excitement around today. St Mirren, of course, we talk about it all the time, we've spoken about it on the show every week. I think uh, the terrific home record, 28 of their 38 points here in Paisley, only three losses, but they've actually been really tight, the games, even when they've won. St Mirren have only scored 18 goals at home in 15 games, and I don't think anybody expects goals here today but it'll be a tight tight battle I'm sure St Mirren's success has been based around in front keeper Carson a strong defence energy midfield but I think Curtis Main has been the main guy up front and he's partnered today by Tony Watt and a, and a couple of changes from Stephen Robinson but Livingston once again this season punching above their weight and I think the players deserve huge credit they've got better footballers than people think Hope, Shinny, Pittman in the midfield all good in the ball Nubly skillful up front and a real threat Penrice has come on to a really good game as a young lad and puts a good cross into the box but the key to success is getting these skillful players working really hard and that's what they do they break up the play of the opposition and a couple of positional changes and tactical changes by David Martindale so they'll go against St Mirren for a similar team similar formation so plenty of physicality all over the pitch and I think this promises to be an intriguing game to watch if not too many goals we have to feel at this stage of the season looking at the fixtures St Mirren have got the next two are away to Hearts and away to Rangers with Kilmarnock at home before the split I think St Mirren can't afford to lose in fact probably have to win if they're going to get a top six place and we always talk about it the importance of this top six place financially to these clubs I don't think it can be overstated first it have said four changes Tanzer, Greve, Kilty and Taylor dropped to the bench in comes Small, Shocknessy, Dunn and Watt the usual 3-5-2 formation Trevor Carson in goals Marcus Fraser, Joe Shocknessy and Charles Dunn at the back across the middle Ryan Strain, Keanu Bacchus, Alex Gogic Marco Harr and Thierry Small with Tony Watt and Curtis Main as the strike force on the bench. Peter Arminsky, Richard Taylor, Declan Gallagher, Scott Tanzer, Ryan Flynn, Greg Kilty, Lewis Jimison, Kieran Offord and Alex Greaves. A slight change of formation, I think, by David Martindale to their similar 3-5-2 formation. Just two changes. Bruce Anderson maybe surprisingly drops to the bench with Christian Montano and Fitzwater and Guthrie come in. So they go Shamal George in goals. Back three, Louis De Lucas, Jack Fitzwater and Morgan Boys. Across the middle, Nicky Devlin, Scott Pittman, Jason Holt, Andrew Shinney and James Penrice with Curtis Guthrie and Joel Nubley as the two strikers. Just eight subs for Hamilton, uh, sorry for Livingston, Jack Hamilton, Jamie Brandon, Christian Montano, Stefan Omoyonga, Stephen Kelly, Stephen Bradley, Dylan Bahambula and Bruce Anderson. The referee today, John Beaton, and the man who'll get everything right, we hope, in the VAR box, Gavin Duncan. Looking forward to it greatly, St Mirren against Livingston, two teams who really could be doing with a win for different reasons. Meet at Rugby Park, David Friel. Yeah, Gordon, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'll be honest with you, I don't always look forward to games in this plastic pitch down in Ayrshire, but this one is going to be a cracker. It's third top against third bottom, and as you said, two teams who are desperately needed points. Start with Kelly, they've no wins in the last five games. They've won just once in 2023. With a record like that, you can see why Derek McKinnison's players are just three points off bottom spot and fighting for their lives. If you look ahead to the fixtures as well, it's Aberdeen away and Celtic at home in the next two games, so this is a real tough run for them. But... 
We're up against a heart side who are really struggling as well. Four defeats in the last five matches. I think at one point, maybe a couple of months ago, it looked like Hearts would just cruise to third place, but they're now just four points above Aberdeen and five above Hib- above Hibs. So losing what looks like a guaranteed place in European group stages next season would be unthinkable, and Hearts will need to up their game. But that was also Derek McKenzie's message to the Scotland's referees. After Kelly's 1-1 draw against St Johnson last time out, he was furious. I think he still is when Andy Considine's handball didn't result in a penalty. He says he got an apology from the SFA, but he wasn't interested. He has instead demanded a rise in refereeing standards. But I think his players also need to up it as well. They are unchanged, Kelly, from that St Johnson game. It's Sam Walker in goals. A back three of Lewis Mayo, Joe Wright and Gerald Dorsett. Across the middle will be five. Danny Armstrong, David Watson, Liam Donnelly, Rory McKenzie and Jordan Jones with twin target men of Kyle Vassell and Christian Dodge, who I'm sure would love a goal against Hearts today. The subs for Kelly are Hemming, Taylor, Alibioso, Chambers, Power, Alston, Lyons, Murray and Robinson. As for Hearts, as I said, struggling of late. They lost 3-0 to Aberdeen before the break. Robin Nielsen said he was stewing in that for a couple of weeks. He's made three changes from the team that day. James Hill, Alec Cochran and Barry Mackay, they're all out. Stephen Kingsley, George Grant and Alan Forrest are in. Cammy Devlin also misses out after picking up a head injury on Australia duty. As I said, this is a huge game for Hearts. Looks if they've also changed formation going to a back four. So it's Sander Clark and goals fresh from Scotland duty. Michael Smith, Toby Sibbett, Kyro, Stephen Kingsley at the back. Middle three of George Grant, Robert Snodgrass and Arrestos came up to Oglu. Josh Ginelli, Lawrence Shankland and Alan Forrest are the front three. Subs for Hearts are Stuart, Atkinson, Mackay, Cochrane, Humphreys, Quall, Hill, Oda and Andy Halliday or Andy Haldane as he's now called. The referee, all eyes will be on him, is Ewan Anderson and the VAR is Andrew Dallas. Looking forward to that one as well. Both those sides, as David says, really need a victory. What about Hibs against Motherwell, Roger Hanna? Yeah, another one we're looking forward to this afternoon, Gordon. Lee Johnson, the Hibs manager, he'll be off sitting next to me in the stand. He's got a one-game touchline suspension after picking up four bookings this season. The most recent, of course, at Celtic Park. And that defeat just before the international break. I'm his Jamie McAllister will take charge of the home dugout. And John maybe gives him the opportunity to have a, a wee look around for that shake the cash rich Arabi was talking about in the middle of the week that the provincial teams might need to buy them so they can mount a challenge to the old firm certainly if Hibs last two games or anything to go by they need some investment because they've lost heavily to both Rangers and Celtic it's hampered their, their hopes of the top six they'll definitely stay in the top six tonight with St Mirren and Livingston going head to head as Fraser said from Paisley but it'll be an interesting game this, this afternoon Hibs of course without Eli Ewan suspended after his red card at Celtic Park Motherwell will be difficult visitors they've taken took I should say they took 10 points from 12 before that defeat to Rangers prior to the international break they missed Callum Slattery who was sent off in that game and is banned but you know with back-to-back home games against Livy and Dundee United after today Gordon Stuart Kettlewell should have the chance to put a little bit more distance between themselves in that bottom three the key to that of course 18 goal Kevin Van Veen the talisman he leads the line again today and he scored more goals than both Hibs top scorers Kevin Nisbet and Josh Campbell put together that shows you the value that he's got and also a valuable addition to the Motherwell squad this morning they've signed Harry Payton on a deal to the end of the season former Hearts and Ross County midfielder Canadian international who was signed for Ross County by Kettlewell so it's a player he knows and he's been added to the subs bench today interesting they've lost Motherwell they've lost their last three to Hibs by a single goal they're 7th without a win against today's hosts and it's a run stretching back more than two years to a 2-0 win here so they're overdue a victory I'll give you the team news Hibs make three changes from the defeat at Celtic Park Miller, Cabrera and the suspended Ewan drop out in come Cadden and twin strikers Matthew Hoppe 
and Kevin Nisbet. So it's David Marshall in goal, the back four of Chris Cadden, the former mother player, Will Fish, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. I think it's a diamond in midfield of CJ Egan Riley, Jimmy Jago, Jake Doyle Hayes and Josh Campbell and up top Matthew Hopper and Kevin Nisbet. On the bench, Johnson, Miller, Cabraya, Tavares, Newell, Devlin, Henderson, McCurdy and Kuharevic. As for Muller, just that one enforced change from the defeat to Rangers a couple of weeks ago. Callum Slattery, as we said, suspended and that means Michael Mandron is back up top with Van Veen, with Blair Spittle dropping back into a three-man midfield. It's Liam Kelly in goal. Back five, Max Johnson, Paul McGinn, Callum Butcher, Dan Casey and James Furlong. A midfield three of Blair Spittle, Sean Goss and Dean Cornelius and up top it's Van Veen and Mandron. On the bench, Oxborough, O'Donnell, Lemmy. Mugabe, Aitchison, McKinstry, Blaney, Miller and the newly signed Harry Payton. The referee at Easter Road is Graham Granger and the VAR, fresh from a performance at a broth air last night, is Chris Graham. Another one we're looking forward to. Absence makes the heart grow fonder perhaps with domestic football. It does feel like it's been away a while for some reason. Barry Robson is now officially the Aberdeen manager and he's at McDermott Park alongside Dave Galloway. Not literally, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Cheers Gordon Yeah for St Johnston There's certainly no margin for error Is there If they're to squeeze Into the top six somehow With them six points adrift Four games Before the split They must string Some wins together Starting this afternoon But they haven't Enjoyed successive victories Yet this year Aberdeen certainly look to be Rejuvenated Under the aforementioned Barry Robson Four wins In six As interim manager Of course saw him Given the job Until at least this summer He'd love to mark Wednesday's appointment with three points here today and it'll, it'll be like a home game for the Dons they'll be backed by in excess of 3,000 supporters let's take a look at the teams then uh, for St Johnson well no fewer than five changes in come McGowan, Montgomery, Phillips, Wotherspoon and Rudden for uh, Mitchell, Brown, McPherson, Carey and Bear. it's Matthews in goals, back three McGowan, Considine and Gordon, the wing-backs Wright and Montgomery uh, with Wotherspoon, Phillips and Halberg in the middle. The two strikers, Rudden and May. Subs, Sinclair, Brown, Gallagher, Mitchell, Carey, Murphy, Bear, Moreland and Milkreest. For Aberdeen, no great surprise. In fact, no surprise at all. No changes at all. Roos in goals. Pollock, Scales and McDonald as the back three. The wing-backs, McCrory, and Hayes with Shinny, Clarkson and Ramadani in the middle, leading the line Mayovsky and Duke. The subs for the Dons, uh, Lewis, McKenzie, Markenday, Mislovich, Watkins, Duncan, Richardson, Kennedy and Babbage. A match referee here at McDermott Park is Colin Stephen on VAR duty. It's Matthew McDermott. That's you all up to speed then with your team news ahead of the three o'clock games. We'll look back on some of the week's biggest talking points after these. As it happens And your reaction from five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here And I think in about 33 minutes time It will feel like domestic football has never been away It's been the strangest of weeks Hugh Keevans Where everyone's been nice to each other Almost, almost And we'll get to that And um, everyone's Optimistic about the Scotland men's national team Things you never thought you would hear A couple of days after uh, the international break But that's been the main show in town this week hasn't it? Without question uh, An almost surreal quality to it all You know this time last week It was uh, Cyprus and uh, John McGinn going on to 16 goals 
more than halfway towards Dalgleish and Law in terms of a national team's record goal scorer. Then McTominay, two goals against Cyprus, two goals against Spain. Can't even get a look in at Manchester United. All credit to Steve Clark, who has gradually but consistently built a squad to be encouraged by, to be enthused by. And all the carry on with the Spanish players was simply nothing other than shock at what happened to them. And they didn't take it seriously enough. I am not entirely convinced that the Spanish manager will still be the Spanish manager by the time we play them in Spain. I think he's shown very early signs of getting it all wrong. And in Spain, they don't suffer that for very long. But Stevie Clark shows signs of getting it all right. And I think we can look forward to Norway, probably in Oslo, in June. We know all about Haaland, but... We knew all about Spain and their world ranking and that didn't matter. So all credit to the players and to the person who has put them together and now no one's talking about that extension to the contract. Now everyone thinks that's a great idea. Yeah, Fraser Wisher, it puts a nice spin on things going forward because you can really build up to those games in June now with optimism, with hope, with confidence. Guys that have already been... Involved will maybe have a, a you know a shot in the arm to try and kick on and take that into domestic form. Guys will want to play their way into Stevie Clark's thoughts, so it leaves everyone in a nice position. Oh, totally, I think it's just a totally different environment uh, under Steve Clark, who's quite a calm and measured uh, individual. Doesn't get too excited, doesn't get too down, but uh, he's built a, a team and a, and a squad. I mean, you've got players playing for. Liverpool and playing for Arsenal, playing for Manchester United, playing in the Premiership, John McGinn, Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Christie. All of a sudden you look at the quality of the squad, but uh, there's no superstars in there. And behind the scenes, I know that guys like Robertson, etc., are real leaders, but they're, they're down-to-earth guys. So anybody coming into the squad is made fully welcome. And that's one of the big things he's, he's got, Steve Clark, is this kind of squad team mentality, or a club mentality. And nobody wants to be out of the squad. Everybody wants to turn up and play. And we get a couple of big games in June traditionally, not a great time for us, especially it's later on in June, but the game in Oslo will be absolutely cr- critical. And so often we have been the, the, the victims of a shock result, if you like, you know, where you know, we lose in Georgia or somebody beats the top seed and, and beats us by a point. This time we are the ones who have brought this shock result into the squad. And uh, with Norway drawing in, in Georgia as well, the pressure's all going to be on them. But what a, what a brilliant night. It was just so enjoyable. He's found a system that fits our team. It suits McGinn, it suits Armstrong, it suits Christie. And the one guy, I think, who, who maybe doesn't get a lot of the credit around the Scotland squad because the goal scorers get the credit, Callum McGregor, for me, absolutely brilliant in both games. What a player he is. When you look, players are in trouble, centre-backs, full-backs, whatever else, they've they been closed down. It's always Callum McGregor that shows. He takes the ball in tight areas and just keeps everything so simple. Uh, he's been absolutely brilliant. So all in all, a great week. But one of the things was, Gordon... I didn't sit at home watching the game panicking at any point in the game except for that wee spell in the first half second half you felt we were going to win you felt we were comfortable and it's a, a terrific performance and we should enjoy it yeah I mean Roger Hanna we are properly going to park this soon and move back to domestic football we're going to get into the the business end of the season we're officially declaring it open what are your kind of final thoughts as we say goodbye to it for the next while the one thing missing from Steve Clark's Scotland CV until Tuesday night was a statement win. Um, some decent results, a win at home to Denmark, win in Austria, that, that draw at Wembley, of course, in the last Euros. He's taken Scotland to the Euros, he's taken Scotland into League A. 
in the Nations League by winning League B. But the one thing he needed was a win over a, one of the big nations. And the style and the composure and the quality that was on show on Tuesday night um, just shows that Steve Clark really has taken Scotland to the next level. And, I mean, you just wonder how far this Scotland team now can go. I don't want to get too carried away. I was going to see off the back a one-win, but it's not just one-win. It's everything that Steve Clark's achieved over the last four years or so in building this squad to get to a level that they can put away Spain, as Fraser said, quite comfortably. Yeah, and I mean, David Friel, when you, you look at that transition back to domestic football which of course starts today um, really incredible and, and fair play to him because he's taken a lot of stick over the last uh, couple of days but fair play to Rodri for managing to star in a 4-1 win for Man City against Liverpool with such salty salty tears in his eyes yeah I wonder if he'll be describing Liverpool's football as rubbish on Man City's today yeah look, I thought it was just sour grapes you know and I, w- I was quite surprised to be honest with you he's a class act on the pitch I thought he let himself down and you know, you know what, Gordon, that was one of my favourite things about the other night because how many times over the years have we spoken about Scotland aren't streetwise enough and we've seen big nations come and even smaller nations come and, and really do the dark arts well and Scotland just haven't done it and I think that team knows how to play football but they know also how to do the ugly stuff. I thought Arn Hickey rolling back onto the pitch will go, up, go down as one of my top five Scotland moments of all time. Just thought for a young man just to have the maturity and the know-how just to say you know what I'm just going to waste a wee bit more time and roll on to the pitch and I thought it was great and, and yeah Rodri should just dry his eyes really well listen he's got backing about it with that one like we said and I think that can be the re- the reality Mark Wilson I'm looking at some of the others it, w- it would be nice to think that Kieran Tierney was suddenly back in the Arsenal team because of what he, he did the other night but he's not he's on the bench but I suppose what it does show is that as nice as it would be for him and you would prefer it, it that's not something that we need it's, he and other guys can clearly come in and, and do it when required well I think it shows that they're probably better players than, than we even give them credit for we give Caden Tierney an awful lot of credit and rightly so but to sit on the bench for so many weeks and listen I've been there so mm. frustrating when you're sitting there and you get down about yourself but to then pitch up for Scotland and go straight into the starting lineup and have a couple of performances like he did that just goes to show you how good that these guys are but like I echo the guys and especially David Friel there at the end but the dark arts that everybody seems to mention nowadays we have taken things too easily over the years and we've been duped time and time again it's good to see your boys mm. you know fighting fire with fire and, and coming through the other end so I, delighted at the performance I think Tierney owes it to himself now to realise that he is too good a player to be anybody's understudy at club level he has to step out from underneath Zinchenko's shadow and leave Arsenal and either in Britain or on the continent prove that he is one of the truly outstanding players of his generation and I suppose Roger Hanna Steve Clark, if nothing else has earned the right for people to at least trust his squad selection we're used to this by now the, the chances of someone in the Scottish Premiership miraculously playing their way into his squad for June between now and then probably fairly slim but you'll see Liam Kelly in action today uh, David Friel will see um, Xander Clark in action it, I take it it looks like we've got our number one in Angus Gunn those two guys will still be in squads though and are going to have to try and, and impress between now and then surely 
Yeah, we've got the number one, Angus Gunn. I don't think even Angus Gunn in his wildest dreams would have thought he would have got his, through his first two Scotland camps so easily and with so little to do. Um, interesting story through the week that they're also in talks with the Brighton goalkeeper, the one that Hugh Keevans will know well, Jason Steele, a 32-year-old who qualifies for Scotland through the grandparent rule. So he may well emerge as a long-time deputy to Angus Gunn and that, that might mean more pain internationally for Liam Kelly and Xander Clark. No, I did say we always try and use this window on a Saturday, Roger Hanna, to look back on the week's biggest stories and look, Scotland's been really the only show in town. The match between Rangers and Celtic women tried to get, get in on the act in a, a fairly unpredictable way on Monday night with that headbutt Craig McPherson on Fran Alonso. We had a bit of breaking news just before you guys uh, came on air this afternoon and it was an apology from Craig McPherson. Says he accepts in full any punishment handed out. He says he's severely let himself down. He's issued a, an apology, or, or thanks Fran Alonso for accepting the apology that he gave him earlier this week when the, the pair spoke, apparently, um, and mentioning, you know, sort of an apology to the club and letting the standards down and all that sort of stuff. What did you make of that apology this afternoon? Yeah, I think to use Craig McPherson's own words, a full and unreserved apology, Gordon. I'm actually quite surprised it's taken so long for this apology to, to reach the public domain, uh, the flashpoint unsavoury as it was, was was five days ago now, um, there had been silence from Rangers, I felt a bit sorry for Michael Beale at his media conference yesterday that he was hauled into it and you know, the, the spokesman for the football club almost for something that was absolutely not on his watch but I think Craig McPherson today has done the right thing and interesting down the bottom of his statement when he apologises to the SFA and he says he will accept in full whatever punishment they deem appropriate, I believe he's hearing after the notice of complaint is April 13 um, I think the best he can hope for is a very long suspension Yeah it was it was quite something Fraser Wisher you could look at it in a number of ways in terms of the act itself the, the type of game it was in the fact that you know a lot of families there and kids and televised all that sort of stuff but um, I guess it's now in the hands of, of Rangers and the Scottish FA to see what happens next it is, and, and uh, fair play to, to Craig. He must have had a, a horrendous week. Um, I actually played with Craig the tail end of my career with Airdrie, and he was there as well. And anybody that's played and knows Craig or Hadji, as he's known, he'd be probably one of the last people you'd expect that to, to do that. So for whatever reason, whatever's going through his head, it's happened, and he will have to accept the consequences. But uh, when, I, when I heard about it, I thought, no, not Craig McPherson. But it's happened, he will have to take the consequences and, and fair play has come out today He will have had a, a horrendous week And uh, he'll just have to take what awaits him And uh, he, he, he won't have enjoyed the, the publicity And won't have enjoyed being the focus of it all So, uh, so fair play, he's, he's apologised We'll see what happens in coming weeks The apology, better late than never uh, The statement from Michael Beale That it was out of character, irrelevant It happened And what happened was shameful and if we ever get to the stage where that kind of behaviour is tolerated, the game's finished. Those are a couple of your week's biggest stories. I think they were the two main ones, and that means we can give full focus to what lies ahead because we've got a fantastic fixture card in the Scottish Premiership and beyond, and we will go back around the grounds next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL are in the studio and we're building up to the three o'clock games which are not far away at all. Let's get a recap of things at Ibrox with Gabriel. 
Deb Gordon, Rangers make three changes to the team that beat Motherwell 14 days ago. Barisic, Tillman and Morelos all come in. Yilmaz, Sakala and Cholak drop to the bench. Perhaps that could be an indication of Beal's preferred team. Of course, they've got Celtic next week. But it's Dundee United today and this is the team. Alan McGregor in goal. A back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davis and Borna Barisic. A midfield three of Ryan Jack, John Lundstrom and Malik Tillman, Todd Cantwell, Alfred Morelos and Ryan Kent up top. Substitutes at McLaughlin. Ridvan Yilmaz, Cholak, Suter, Kamara, Matondo, Wright, Arfield and Fashion Sakala. What about the visitors? Bottom of the table, Dundee United. Well, Jim Goodwin makes just one change for them since their draw with St Mirren two weeks ago. Liam Smith is out the squad altogether. Uh, Kieran Freeman takes his place at right wing back. They're going to play five across the defence. Mark Birigiti in goal. It'll be Loic Aina, Ryan Edwards and Scott McMahon as the middle three. Freeman plays on the right-hand side as it's Behich will be the left wing back. Uh, Ian Harks and Craig Sibbald in the middle of the park. Peter Puller and Jamie McGrath will support Steve and Fletcher and the substitutes are Newman, Graham, Niskan and Jume, Sadat, Fotheringham, Kujo, Thompson and O'Donnell. Yeah, looking forward to that one at Ibrox. Let's hear from Michael Beale and Jim Goodwin. Our first thoughts now, Dundee. We have to give that the respect that that, that, that game deserves and the three points. We haven't played for a couple of weeks. We're hungry to play and, and one place I do feel that I'd like to see us play better is at Ibrox. I do feel that our, our strongest performances since I've come back to the club have been away from home. That's maybe because the style of the game and the spaces. So we're constantly working on uh, the problems that different teams will, will challenge us. But I do, I am looking for a performance at home, certainly, and gives us an opportunity to do that. I think it will be another tough game because uh, Dundee have got a lot riding on this fixture as well. And of course, Jim Goodwin, Dundee United uh, manager, looking to spoil things at Ibrox. The professional sportsman at the end of the day, and you know we can't have a defeatist attitude. We have to believe that if we get everything right, then that we give ourselves a chance of winning the game. And um, obviously Celtic and Rangers, for however many years, have been the top two teams in the country, and you know tend to go and compete for the title. But you know there's always an opportunity there for an upset and um, you know we're fighting for our lives at the bottom of the table so we need to go there and make life as difficult as possible for Rangers um, and believe that we're capable of getting something Exactly what level of pressure is on at Rugby Park David Friel because we we just throw that word around and it means various things I think the most common um, definition is like a manager is under pressure for his job I'm not really sure that that always applies but the Hearts fans will be Besides themselves With fury If if Kilmarnock win this one today Won't they? Oh 100% I mean I, I think Gordon from outside looking in I think there's a section Of the Hearts fans That just Haven't ever really accepted Robin Wilson as boss It was the same first time around Remember when they were in the championship A couple of years back And struggling a bit There was protests etc And I think he's always Just sort of on that line Between the Hearts fans Accepting him and not accepting him But if Hearts were to throw this away This third place Given how it long it took Hibs to sort of find form and how bad a season Aberdeen have had losing a manager and all that then I, I, you know, I think Robbie probably would be under a bit of pressure in terms of his job you know, I, I think there's huge pressure on, on Hearts I mean, I'm reading just now Robbie, Robbie telling his players to, to you know, stop listening to the noise and just ignore it but they're creating the noise by not winning games you know, I know they've had two against Celtic recently but they've just not been in form don't think they've really clicked so I think there's huge pressure and they're up against a Kelly team who don't win a lot of games but they, they are you know Effective at home, and they will just try and hit Vassell, they'll try and hit Dodge. And in the middle of the park, also, I think it's a really, really eye catching selection is young David Watson. 
only 18. I mean, Powell's in the bench, Olsen in the bench, Lyons in the bench. Derek McInnes in such a big game has put his faith in 18-year-old David Watson. He said he's going to be a future club captain of Kilmarnock, so it's a massive day for him as well. But a massive day for Robin Olsen, massive day for Derek McInnes, and there's pressure on both teams here. Yeah, let's hear from Derek McInnes and uh, Robbie Nielsen as well. But I think we're going to have to make sure that we we're show sure our capabilities to win big games. That's probably going to be required. Hearts a strong team. You know, their agenda is to finish in Europe, finish third. They've got a fight in their hands for that. We're trying to stay in the league. That's your fight. But it's a fight that we're determined to win. It's a fight that I believe that the players are right up for. The way the league is, every game's competitive now. You know, you've got the, the group that are fighting for survival, as you say. You've got a group fighting to to get into the top six you get the group fighting to stay in the top six the group for Europe so every game at this moment especially when it comes down to the last single figure games that we're into now it's, it's all important I expect it to be you know, hard, physical demanding game very good at set plays you know look at the stats over 50% of the goals have come for set plays so you know you have to be organised in, in these situations We keep talking about Livingston punching above their weight Fraser Wisher, it's another week or the last couple of weeks where David Martindale's spoken openly about you know just simply not being able to keep guys like club captain uh, Nicky Devlin coming to the end of his contract. Just can't keep him, can't get anywhere near even what some other teams in the Scottish Premiership um, might play. So for yet again, for us to get to 29 games gone and them to still be sitting in the top six, it does just underline you know how good a job it's been. Absolutely, and they've got a limited uh, crowd base as well. You know, compared to Sitburn, for example, they're expecting more than seven thousand here, and there's just a handful of, of Livingston supporters to my right hand side. I think there's five hundred tickets left this morning, so for the, for the home 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 uh, section of this ground. So yeah, you're right. Livingston don't have that kind of base, but I said earlier they've got good footballers, good professionals, and they work really hard as well. And that's what they do to try and break, break things down. But uh, they remember last year, I think it was Ricky Lamy scored a late goal and it puts it, uh, sort of put Motherwell into the top six and Livingston out of the top six as well. So they know what the difference of being in sixth place or maybe even going for fifth and getting to Europe can make financially to the football club. Getting to the top six, that's the bottom, the, sorry, Washington finish is sixth place. So for Livingston, it's very, very important because every penny it counts. But you have to say, I think St Mern need to win this game today. I'm just looking at their fixtures as well. They've got. Yes, it's early Hearts and Rangers away in Kilmarnock at home, whereas Livingston have got uh, games against Motherwell away, St Johnston at home and Dundee United away as well. So these are probably more winnable games and if Livingston were to win this game, four points of a gap between Livingston and St Mern, I think that'll be too much to, 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 to recover for St Mern. So a big game ahead, I think it'll be physical, both 3-5-2, both with big, strong, energetic midfield players as well. I think this one's going to be tight, maybe just the odd goal. And I do think Sitman might just get it in the battle at Sitman. Well, let's hear from Stephen Robinson then. Yeah, it's a it's a big game. It's um, people say there's pressure on the game, but it's nice pressure. It's good pressure. Usually, Sitman are down the bottom. Um, I'm worrying, looking over our shoulder. We're not this season, um, which shows the direction the club is going in. And it's a game we're very much looking forward to. I'm excited about it. You know, can't wait to get back playing again with a an almost fully fit squad and we're looking forward to the game and, and wanting to take three points you know they're sixth we're seventh so it will be dressed up as a very big game it is and it's uh, it's one we're looking forward to you know if we can you know, take three points out of that because it puts us back in the driving seat and we're back in control of things again So that's St Mirren against Livingston Dave Galloway you've got your finger on the pulse generally with the Red Army the Aberdeen fans I take it they're happy to see Barry Robson in until the end of the season and is it a straightforward audition between now and then for the next campaign? 
Yeah, I think undoubtedly so. Um, all the Aberdeen fans I've spoken to and just about all the reaction that I've seen on uh, the club's social media channels to the uh, official appointment of Barry Robson has been very, very positive indeed. And I would say it would be, you know, inconceivable that he wouldn't get the job, uh, you know, uh, long term if Aberdeen can secure European football, even get third place which you know they are in with a good shout of achieving which was absolutely unthinkable just a few short weeks ago you have to think momentum is with Aberdeen three games in a row that they've won uh, and they're making that charge for third place like I say they, they look very impressive before the international break and beating Hearts 3-0 they'll be they'll be desperate to uh, pick up you know, where they left off. Saints know they're pretty much in the, the last chance saloon. If they've got any hope of just sneaking into the uh, top six, they have to get uh, a win today uh, and then hope that they can maybe narrow the gap slightly on the sides immediately above them. St Mirren and Livingston, who of course uh, face each other uh, this afternoon. Seldom when these teams face each other do you get a goals fest. I wouldn't expect too many goals today on a, 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 a threadbare pitch. It should be a close one today, though, I would say. Yeah, looking forward to that Barry Robson speaking regularly uh, about taking one game at a time over the last few days It's a really hard place to go down to Perth uh, with a top manager in Callum with a team that is well organised and well drilled but we know if we, we, we perform at our best we've got a chance of winning the game and that's the most important part for me um, as I've said to the players we've not achieved anything we've not achieved anything what we have done is we've got ourselves in a bit better of a position so the message is clear, we get our heads down, we work. And Roger Hanna for Hibs against Motherwell, all of a sudden, the, the Hibs fans turning up there, is there a, a sense of expectation about this business end of the season? Well, there's a sense of excitement because it's, it's interesting, the last seven or eight days, Gordon, as you say, Scotland's been terrific. It was so good, even the Dazzler was interested in the international games for once. But what a day to come back. I'm listening to the lads around the ground. Every team has something to get excited about this afternoon. Rangers need points to close the gap on Celtic. Hibs, who I see today, Hearts, Aberdeen are all going for third. Fraser's got a cracker in Paisley, the battle for the last top six place, you would think, between St Mirren and Livingston. Then United and Kelly, desperate for points to stay up. And even St Johnson, as Dave was saying a minute ago, and Motherwell, who I see today, they're probably looking over their shoulder thinking, I hope we don't get hauled back into this, but also maybe looking ahead to say, if we can win every game between now and the split, we could maybe just sneak into the top six. So it just shows this split for me is one of the great additions to Scottish football in the last 20 years. Some of the football you see through the season, Gordon, isn't always brilliant, but in terms of excitement, every game has got something on it today. And I was speaking to Daz off air, but before we came on the show, I can't wait to hear the Akers because Rangers will be big favourites at Ibrox. Every other game, very, very tough to call. It is here. We're the ones that decide, in case you hadn't heard. It's one of these phrases that gets bandied about, but it's the business end of the season. It's been declared open on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, and it is next. The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here And the business end of the season is officially open It starts right now We are down to single digits games remaining The final international break of the season is done It was a good one But it is over And between now And the end of May Start of June This is where we find out What is won And lost And we cannot wait So strap yourselves in Because Scottish football Guarantees drama That's for sure 
And we're bound to get plenty of it As the season goes on But particularly this afternoon as well What are the Akas looking like? You have had the week off You're all usually hopeless Can you give us more success in the business end? Well it's an easy one to start off with Rangers will beat Dundee United by several goals uh, Hibs will beat Motherwell I fancy Hearts to win at Kilmarnock They've lost four of the last five Hearts But I think today they turn around St Mirren Livy A draw And for me Aberdeen New interim manager Barry Robson Gets a win At St Johnston I agree with you Ibrox Rangers will win And I think it will be convincingly But I'm going to go for a draw Hibs Motherwell A draw between Kelly and Hearts I think Livy Will beat St Mirren Away from home And I think Aberdeen Will be away one At McDermott Park Note the date Rangers To beat Dundee United Hibs Motherwell Draw Hearts to beat Kilmarnock St Mirren to beat Livingston And a draw At McDermott Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements Buy now Pay nothing Till 2024 and just like that we're back A bread and butter Bread and butter Easy for me to say mm. Saturday afternoon uh, It was good last week Isn't it? a little bit of a novelty The three of us were in here For the yeah. Scotland game Whilst Mr Keevan He was away to the, the, the East Nuke of Fife uh, On yep. his holidays Wherever You have the caravan I was yeah <laughs> That is genuinely the first time He's asked him Where he was You only just realised <laughs> Yeah I forgot He wasn't here <laughs> I was telling I, show you missed a I was telling Mark Wilson I was in the aquarium At St Andrews uh, This time last week mm. With my two youngest nippers and, uh, yeah, he was only nice. telling me because he was moaning at the prices. <laughs> <That's exactly laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> was that expensive? Was That's it? What oh. he was talking about. That was exactly what I thought as Honest well. Honest to goodness. Those fish don't feed themselves, you. I only wanted into the aquarium. I didn't want to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you know you're back, Hugh Keevans. There's a VAR check for a handball against Jack Fitzwater of Livingston 15 seconds into wow. the game. So St Mirren are on the front foot. Have you missed this? 15 seconds? Don't get me wrong, there was VAR yeah. available in the internationals It just sort of passed relatively without incident Of course there was a bit of a nervy one in the Spain game wasn't there? I think everyone was on the edge of yeah. the well, this could seat. be one of the quickest penalties Definitely. No, because it'll be four minutes on Four ah, minutes in yeah, by the time yeah, yeah. it's actually... Um, Awarded game played on And then O'Hara was booked for a foul after 30 seconds Wow What a start Shining What a start Paisley. in Paisley Getting about it uh, You know what I find David Martindale a phenomenon And I find it wonderfully ridiculous That Libby are in the top six uh, You know because it, They're in the top six Dundee United Former league winners and cup winners They're not in it Kilmarnock not in it Motherwell St Johnston Livy are All power to them I like the variety Of the way that they Managed to surprise you Gordon Because Every season At the start You think Well you know They'll fall away a bit This season And then even if it Starts off And it doesn't look like That's going to happen There then hits a point In the season mm -hmm. Where they maybe do Have a difficult run And you think Ah this is it That's it You know the old penalty Aberdeen oh. Very very bright start To that one in Perth Miofsky Brought down Shinny with the pass going to be a penalty to Aberdeen so just quickly Gordon what we're saying basically they, they find different ways of defying you Livy 
before the season, mid-season, end of the season, it doesn't tend to matter. Yeah, I think you're right. I think when we do our predictions every year at start of the season, we think, surely this is the season. Livy, look at the players I've lost in the summer. Um, you know, they've obviously recruited more players in. Can he turn it around again? He's been brilliant for them. He does it season in, season out. And not just surviving, Gordon. He's up there challenging for a top six. Again, he's just uh, he's just got a great work ethic that that mm. obviously works for his players and man management is very good. John Beaton is heading to the screen in Paisley, so that would suggest that we are about to get a penalty for an incident that happened 15 seconds into the game, a handball um, by uh, Jack Fitzwater, and it is, it's a penalty already. What a start to that one. Um, Dave Galloway told us a penalty already for Aberdeen against St Johnston. That's then getting looked at the other way because that you know mm. you, you look at them all anyway, don't you? The ref was taking some advice last we heard from Dave Galloway. We're back so, with a bang, Gordon. Oh, uh, and if they're the right decisions, hopefully they're the right decisions. That would be the the aim of the game. And the ref's going to the screen at McDermott. So chances are he's going to overturn the penalty See, that is being I'm given. Hating far now. No, oh, I I it's it. rubbish. Yeah. It's, when, it's like getting married Then you find out It's not the right I stand person. in between These two Gordon And say Do you We like still it, need it I don't like it But I think We need it We're going to progress ah, again No we don't I guess No decisions right Mark O'Hara steps up From the penalty Spot Goal flashes With Clyde Bills Home improvements And Mark O'Hara Dispatches the penalty And it's a dream start For St Mirren St Mirren 1 Livy 0 So talk us through That one again Gordon The the incident occurred Mm -hmm. And then the game Went on Well it has to Doesn't it Because you only Mm -hmm. check Once the ball goes out of play And how long did they Go before It was a long check For the handball The play was stopped Not long after that Uh For that Mark O'Hara foul And then they checked The handball Which which took a long Took a long time I think that's The bugbear Mm -hmm. for people You know And We've still to look at it ourselves and decide whether the look at the screen resulted in the correct verdict being given. Yeah, that is important though, isn't it? Because I get where you're coming from. I tend to agree. It you know, feels like mm. it's just getting a bit annoying. Yeah. But at the same time, you have stood there without having seen that. I mean, I know I'm fed up of VAR now. Mm. That might be... A correct decision. Yeah. And, and the decision that gets St Mirren into the top six mm. or keeps a team up and without VR it wouldn't have been there so I feel like we need to criticise it when it always does when it, when it deserves it but let's not get too hysterical about it yeah Mark's argument is you know it gets the correct decisions I don't think it does all the time I think it kills oh this is dramatic there you go get it rid of it well no because again th- this, this looks <laughs> I'm all for it this sounds like <laughs> a, 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 this is a very important intervention the referee at, Tell me he's disallowed the penalty McDerm- oh, Hold on, we've got a goal first, another one Goal flashes With Clyde Mills Home Improvements Hibs nil, Motherwell one. It's a Sean Goss free kick from 22 yards Someone said his name on the teaser the other night And I said he doesn't score often He's scored And oh, we're back with a bang Goal flashes with Clyde Bills Home Improvements If your hearts and you need a goal You know who to turn to No, not Andy Halliday Lawrence Shankland A low shot, great finish On the angle of the box And Hearts lead at Kilmarnock Motherwell lead at Hibs St Mirren lead at home to Livy And St Johnston are down to 10 men oh. But it's oh. not a penalty 
because oh, it was oh, outside right, the, the box. box. Right. And Andy Considine, of all people, sent off against his former <sighs> team. Andy Considine sent off. <laughs> Could we get a more dramatic start than that? Amazing. How long Scotland, into the game is this? Six minutes, seven minutes? Yeah, about that, yeah. Incredible. Brilliant. Incredible start. Bring it on. Yeah, 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 terrific. So, in one hand, St Johnson get away with one because the penalty's <laughs> rescinded, but now they have to play the majority of the game in 10 men. What would you rather? Oh, that's a good question. I'll, I'll go 10 men. You'd rather play with 10 yeah, men yeah. and give away a free yeah, kick than a penalty? Yeah. Okay. I'd rather I've... give away the penalty and keep 11 men on. What do you always say? Best time to lose a goal? No, start of the game. but we also always point out the importance of the first goal, goal. in Scottish Premiership yeah. games. Mm. I think I think it's very difficult. If you're well organised, and Aberdeen are in, they're in good form, but they're not the greatest team you've ever seen. Um, I think if you're well organised, disciplined, yeah, I think 10 men's Shall okay. you get the deciding vote, what would you rather? Go down to 10 men or concede a penalty and stay with 11? Stay with 11. Yeah, yeah, that's why you sat behind a desk with most of the boys on this show. <laughs> we were out in the battlefield. Oh, no, 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 I must admit, you two, Wilson and DL, you've received the biggest insult of all this morning. Did mm. you see the oh, right. the April Fool? No. I, well, I assume it was an April Fool because news hasn't made its way to me yet from East Kilbride FC. No. They, they put out an announcement this morning announcing an historic partnership with popular radio show at Clyde SSB. And it says that kicking off for next season, the club would be known as East Kill Clyde One. I like that. With Hugh Keevens as the manager and Gordon Duncan as the assistant. So even in this fantasy April Fool world, <laughs> you <laughs> two still couldn't get a job. I've always looked at management <laughs> record. I don't know how that makes you feel. Uh, makes me feel quite good. I'm offended enough at having to take orders from this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, the put the, I'm putting the cones out for him. They've looked at Crystal Palace with Roy Hodgson coming back at the age of 75. I thought... He's the very chap for us, the old fella. I think you'd be good here in that dugout. I really do. He'd make decisions. Can you imagine it? The team quickly. would concede within the first minute. He'd call them all unprofessional, take them off, have substitutions the kids all over the place. Nah, absolutely. Be like, Gordon, not. how many subs have we got no, left? No, no, no. we're only 15 minutes in. <laughs> the people, I'm going to get back to April Fools in a second. You can start sending me, sending me them in if you were the victim of any good ones this morning. It's ten past, we've not even done the teaser, Hugh That's how busy yep. the start has been it's So, cool. without further ado, let's crack on The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football For the best football news and opinion online Topicality is everything Since 2018 Five men have scored two or more goals in a game for Scotland. Name them. Since 2018, five men have scored two or more goals in a game for Scotland. Who are they? Easy as that at Clyde SSB. I think there was a variation of that on the the full-time teaser earlier this week. But this is your first half teaser and it's all about getting you lot involved on a Saturday afternoon. That is the aim of it. Not only... Are we hoping you get the right answers? You need to try and do it quicker than everyone else. So fire up Twitter, one tweet, all five names, and send it over to at Clyde SSB. The time frame's going to catch people out yeah, here, Hugh. Yeah. Remind us, since when? 2018, five oh, years ago. Since 2018. Yeah, yeah, send them into us, please, at Clyde SSB. Did you fall for any April Fools this morning? 
No, I couldn't. I was too busy. I no. was away golfing this morning. Ah, no one did the sort of exploding ball or no, whatever. No, 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 I'm on the ball with that, Gordon. I'm always watching. Yeah. I'm, I'm always... Because you only use the expensive ones. I'm it's easy sharp. For you to, I'm quick. To yeah, nobody would catch me. Do people still fall for April Fool's? I mean, that, that would be my question to you. The, unless, you've t- un- unless you've took my money this afternoon, I ain't going where I'm going tonight. Maybe that could be <laughs> no, the best. No, that's April. not an Apple. Oh. April Fool's. Right, okay. I was about <laughs> to <laughs> I was wanting my forty bucks back. Does Does anyone still fall for them? That's what I want to know from you lot out there. Send me a tweet at Clyde SSB. Firstly, is Is it still a thing? And did you fall for any this morning? Or maybe even what's the best one you've ever implemented yourself or been the victim of? Must be some good ones out there. A football themed one would get you extra bonus points, but I'll take all we can get, Hugh Keevens. Well, it used to be a staple of newspapers on uh, the 1st of April. They would always try a spoof, but I've had a look at all my papers this morning. I, I don't see one. Or maybe they're just hard to spot now. Well, because the world's particularly wacky. Exactly. Uh, I've seen a, a social media is easy, it's an easy um, option, isn't it? I've seen sort of you know, fake strips being announced and. Fake signings and whatever that sort of thing. You ever fallen foul of it, Mark Wilson? No, not on yet, Gordon. Ugh. I'm not asking if you're into no, it. But you never ever, fell foul. No, no. Do you know what? Can't catch us. No, do you know what? Wise man. No. That sounds exactly like a guy that has guy fallen foul, uh, and he's, uh, he's bitter well, about it. Maybe, maybe I, I didn't realise his face uh, is telling a different story. Mm. Yeah. Oh, maybe my daughter got married in April Fool's Day. So happy anniversary, <laughs> Pet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is it has to be before midday? Well, who brought that rule in as well? I know it's got. Well, I didn't know that rule. Yeah, Uh, or or you, or you, or you're the fool. It's got jokes on you. you, I don't know something like that. I knew her wedding was real because I paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) No, Clyde paid for it, mate. (laughs) Let's be honest about it. Well, and another daughter as well. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, you wonder why he's still on here after all these years. Um, yeah, there you go. That's just a bit of fun on a Saturday afternoon. You can maybe send me a tweet to let me know if you've ever fallen for an April Fool. If you did so this morning and what ones you've dished out, because that might be more entertaining knowing our audience. 12 and a half gone at Ibrooks, Gordon. What can you tell us? End to end, Dundee United, I think, have been positive as well, Gordon. I've been up the pitch. I've had a, you know, couple of chances round about the 18 yard box, but not no goalkeeper tested yet. Um, but good pace to the game. Um, Slively And um, we always say First goal's got to be important Especially if Dundee United can get it But I fancy Rangers strongly this afternoon Yeah, Michael Beale made a big point Mark Wilson He's done it before But he reiterated it this week About trying to Put on a show at Ibrooks. What's Rangers' best performance since Michael Beale came in? Easter Road What's their second best? Tynecastle So he's kind of looking for something like that At Ibrooks. He he said it in a sort of tongue-in-cheek fashion at first because um, I don't know if you saw the story that Hugh alluded to, Fashion Sakala away on international duty. I think he actually scored and assisted, um, but he put this statement on Instagram because the fans had been giving him a tough time, and he actually responded on, on Instagram, and Michael Beale was asked about it yesterday, and he said, yeah, it must be a bit like playing at Ibrox, Ooh, you know, to right. sort of um, underline yeah. how, how challenging it can be. You know, we've spoken about it in the past as it can bring its own pressure, and fans get a bit frustrated, so... Of course, and I can understand that, but playing for Rangers and Celtic when you're at home, it's your job to entertain the crowd. Now, the players have fell, in my opinion, short of that at Ibrox this season. You know, they've got results under Michael Beale, but the performances have been poor. They've been good in stages, but never the complete one. So he's right to ask for better performances and starting today, but I've got to say that the way Dundee United have lined up, 
they're committing bodies forward they're making it difficult for Rangers the game's played at a terrific pace and it sounds like that's the case all around the country by the way with these players coming back off international break looks like they've been cooked up and they've been released and ready to go everywhere so maybe tough tough fare than somebody's thought for Rangers today just seen the opening stages of this game because Dundee United looking okay at the minute yeah, I can agree with that, but um, I've just got a funny feeling the Rangers mm. can get the first goal, especially early. I was listening to Michael Beale coming in the, uh, to the studio, Gordon, he was talking about, look, we're playing okay because we're coming off the pitch and saying we're disappointed, we only scored two, three, four goals, we want more, so he's mm. obviously happy with the chances he's creating, he wants more goals. Is Well, there'll be a couple of factors, Mark, but is the, is the tactical one the most important quite simply that if you go to Easter Road particularly or Tynecastle those teams are probably going to have a bit of confidence they'll have a bit of a go and that suits you tactically That is that more important than this psychological bit about the crowd being demanding? Well of course it makes a difference when teams come out and the emphasis is sometimes on them being the home team to open up a bit and there's no doubt about it Kent and guys like Tillman and even Cholak and Cantwell prefer that any attacking mind player prefers that where there's loads of space to run into and loads of gaps to you know pass balls through the lines Ibrox it's different it's harder but that's where your creative players have to take it to a new level goals are raining in in the championship as well I don't know if you heard your old pal John Rankin Mark Wilson did you hear he how he said he mm-hmm. was going to celebrate winning the SPFL Trust no, Trophy last no. week I'm going to turn your mic off yeah. for this bit Gordon Dale you can't be trusted um, <laughs> what is he going to do he said you know he was teetotal but yeah. um He's got two kids in his family and he wouldn't be surprised if another one was born at Christmas time. Really? After yeah. the one. That sounds like ranks. Well, I know him and he... I'll tell you what, he's had a busy week because Dundee are 2-0 up against Aki's <laughs> Ryan Sweeney <laughs> on 60 minutes. A few sleepless nights. That man's that's mind is elsewhere. Comes along. Mm. Uh, I celebrated like just getting a game. Every <laughs> <laughs> week. That, Every Saturday. Oh. That man's mind is elsewhere. <laughs> uh, Cove Rangers nil, Partick Thistle 2 as well. Stephen Lawless, so... The the favourites in those two games, if you like, and I'll tell you what, the Aki's you start looking nah, good. We've called, good at all. we've called it the business end. You yeah. Look at what our both did last night, beating yeah. United two 0 Yeah, and uh, the Aki's, you know, rooted at the bottom there, twenty five points. Cove on twenty six, and they're two down, as you said. Uh, so you know, a both on twenty eight is still got a way to go, but. That's football for we, you. We, One weekend you we, win a cup for Hamilton Ackies, the next weekend you're beaten in the league. Well, you still come under a bit of pressure for that. You know, uh, I know it's, is it, what's it called? It's not a Challenge Cup, what's it called? Well, t- technically, yeah. Right, it's okay. a trust trophy. Uh, and it's a nice moment, nice weekend, and everybody celebrated it. But, but you'd rather point. Yeah, I'm sure that, does it, but does John still come under a little bit of the, the pressure? Because of the league situation. I'm not sure a if he does. Oh, it's it is a priority. Yeah. But winning the cup and then they went through a wee spell that he, he seemed to bring things back a bit. I, you know Hamilton much better than I do. Yeah, I, I think they give young managers <laughs> they give managers at time. Mm. I it's still a, think he's got a chance of surviving. The Cove's the one I'm surprised at. Paul Hartley a, comes in and oh, they have been in free like fall. Yeah. I thought he may have sorted them out. It's a trophy on the day you win it. It's a worthless bobble the following weekend. <laughs> oh, come on. No, I'm, I'm not so sure for teams like no, Hamilton. I, I'm right in the middle of you, right? So I, I think you're giving it too much. 
Emphasis it too little. And it's not a worthless bobble, but I, I, yeah. I'd go somewhere in the middle. Hey, listen, they, they need the points, survival. Yeah. That is the absolute priority. Mm. So, you know, the, the Aki's fans, I mean, how many times have we been on this programme where Aki's managers have come under unbelievable mm. pressure from the supporters there? They may be small in number. But my goodness, they are vociferous. So. Still waiting on you sending me your April Fools from today. Were you the victim of one? Oh, hold on though, before we get to that. Another goal. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. 2-0 St Mirren and it is Tony Watts. He is, of course, man of many clubs and he has found the net at home to Livy great work by Maine cut back to watch shrugged off a challenge and he's walked round Shamal George and just rolled it into the empty net what a start that is for St Mirren well um, uh, I don't know what uh, we'll be going through Davy Martindale's mind uh, they, they don't often get turned over like that you know even by the Celtics and Rangers of this world uh, but this is the beginning of a turning over. And if his results stayed, right, they could leapfrog into fifth yeah. tonight. But yeah. still a lot of football, a lot of goals still to go. Um, just looking at the uh, Dundee United game, I think Jim Goodwin will be very pleased with the start they've made at, at Ibrox. I don't see Rangers really testing their goal. Penalty. Kilmarnock. So that game has already had a lively start. Um... Clark's oh Xander Clark he said the spotlight on the goalkeepers he spilled a shot from Liam Donnelly then brought down Kyle Vassell and the penalty has been awarded for now you never know yeah. in this current climate we'll get used to it eventually um, but confirmation that St Mirren are 2-0 up Tony Watt with the goal it's Scott Brown versus Gary Caldwell down in England today the goal there, Fleetwood one Exeter nil Brighton Hugh Yep. scored but it's yep. only an equaliser against Brentford and man of many goals over the years Rory McAllister has put Montrose one up against FC Edinburgh if the penalty does stand that Kelly Dan Armstrong is going to take it Dundee United have been forced into a change at Ibrox Peter Pollock gets a pat on the head from his old teammate Ryan Jack and he goes off Kai Fotheringham will come on so that's not ideal for Jim Goodwin but even so, that stuff's changed a bit now hasn't it when you now know that you're not using one of your three so well, early yeah but I think with Paul it's quality I think you can clearly see in the opening stages of this game how much he a driving force he has for Dundee United very good with the ball at his feet and driving forward couple of occasions he did that and he's off now so that's that's a ball for Jim penalty given so Kilmarnock will have the chance to level things sorry Hugh Ivan Tony's got Brentford 2-1 up at oh. Brighton and up steps Dan Armstrong Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. David Friel says he doesn't always look forward to games on the plastic. There's a lot at stake, and it's one all already midway through the first half. So hopefully that's cheered him up. Good excitement. Um, that's an important goal for Derek McInnes and Kilmarnock. They need to get points today, especially at home. The record on the road is atrocious. So if they're going to stay in this league They need to start picking up three points at home Against Hearts today well, What about Robbie Nielsen's stat as well That half of their goals have came from set pieces Kilmarnock So that's You know he's, he was well aware Where the danger comes from But unfortunately for them They gave well, away a penalty So it's another set piece Derek also said <laughs> And I use his word not mine That the VAR gave Kilmarnock zilch Well they've given them zilch plus one uh, that was Tony Watt's first goal for St Mirren as well, by the was way. It? That, that second there against Livy. 
important goal. Um, usually we associate Fraser with dull games. You know, Wisher, dull game, hand <laughs> in hand. But so far, he's off exciting. Mm. St Mirren legend as well, though. So he's yeah. been welcomed with open you know, arms. Here's, here's a question. Is he a bigger St Mirren legend than a Motherwell legend? Because mm. his oh, throw-ins at Fir Park were extremely long. Mm. I've got to say that. Is that why he was best remembered? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I could take a great throw-in. We're approaching. I mean, he played much, many more times for Motherwell than he did for St Mirren, didn't he? So he's a Motherwell legend? Yeah, I'd say so. You think so? Yeah. Hey, mm. We're approaching the PFA dinner. We're approaching invitation oh, time. Right. He's, he's a legend all over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stevie May has gone down in the box under a challenge from Liam Scales. No pen for now, says the ref. It's getting a bit tasty at Rugby Park, according to David Friel. Well, we're 25 minutes into the first half of the games around the country and we've got five goals so far. So that in itself is terrific. Uh, penalty shout at Ibrooks. Goalkeeper spills the ball. Tillman gets there first and he goes down, but not given. Doesn't necessarily mean much these days. As we know, Don Robertson's doing the old finger in the oh, ear. Oh, is your listener? Just to let everyone know. This goes. Well, not mm. once the finger's in the ear. Yeah. It's the screen that's the telltale yeah, yeah, sign. Bell. I'm talking. Um, so he's got, he's, he's got the finger in the ear, Don Robertson. And he's he's gonna he's gonna have a a look perhaps if he gets instructed over. Um, do you know what Don Roberts? Have you ever seen him do the the sign for VAR? No. Has he got a he's got telly? a different telly. Has, ah. He's got a curved telly. He's got one Has of those he? curved ones. Twenty inch. Twenty inch. This will arms. this will not work on radio. But I'm going to do it anyway. If you, so, most would right. do. Let me try and describe this. Most would do for me. Index finger. Yeah, two index fingers yeah. pointing out in front. Yeah. And draw this and draw the, the rectangle, yeah? Is that yeah. how you would do the Yes, yeah. that would so be a TV, Don Robertson yeah. gives it more of an open palm, okay? Palms facing the floor, and then he kinda brings them round in like a <laughs> like a curve. He must have missed the class. modern day telly. He must have and missed then he presses the main, the remote control. main class that day. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he? Um I don't know if he's still. Would you go big telly wee telly? You've got to show off. Imagine, imagine the ref came out and did the bit the seventy inch <laughs> <laughs> up on his tiptoes, stretching his arms out as wide as he can. Barely on his back. Now, here's the thing about this penalty because we had a looks like it's play on at uh, Ibrox. This reminds me of Spain the other night in a bit of a debate because remember VAR does not give yellow cards. It can't not uh-huh. just here, anywhere, in any circumstance. It doesn't give those yellow cards. Um, Dundee United's case is that's not a penalty it is a dive from Malik Tillman and he should be booked but of course VAR's not going to do that Hugh so there well, you go uh, it was a dive a blatant 100% dive and if that had been given it would have confirmed that the suspicion of every Celtic support on the country <laughs> I mean seeing that first time through I could see right away that I was a, a, a blatant dive. Now, again, the referee, we have a go at our referees for maybe not seeing things. I don't know if his view was blocked, but if he had a decent view, I mean, that was pretty obvious to the naked eye. Barisic took a whack to the head. He's getting bandaged up and uh, the free kick 
is going to come in from a, a wide area so penalty shout I don't think there was ever any realistic chance of it being given and it wasn't so it's still goalless there at Ibrox Rangers nil, Dundee United nil. Well Barisic you know the the, the question of players and head knocks yeah. you know just yeah. just bandage him up and let him play on is yeah. that is that are you I, I comfortable think, with that I think we have to be fair and acknowledge that we do not know what what's going on there because we we can't question and we can't question the the sort of efficiency integrity whatever of the staff who feel that they've carried out a concussion mm. check because yeah. you can still get cut head and not be concussed um, but you're right. It's certainly over the over across the board. It's something that needs to be taken I, seriously. I would be in favour of the the concussion substitution. You know, have someone temporary. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you take a player like Barisic off the park for five or ten minutes and establish fully establish whether it's mm. right for him to continue. Right. Uh, remind us of your teaser, please, Hugh. We'll do okay. some more ones. International theme, of course. This week, since 2018, five men have scored two or more goals in a game for Scotland. Name them. Now, there are a few that have done it. Over the last like maybe ten years, so it's going to. I think the challenge here is going to be narrowing it down to the ones that have done it since 2018 and getting that right. For instance, Scott has flown in with one that l- nearly everyone who's got it wrong, oh, no. Robert Snodgrass. No, he's not got. No, that was not. prior to 2018. That was Malta, wasn't it? Uh, he is not on the list. Alan also wants to throw in our old colleague Kenny Miller. Throw him back out Throw him out Get him out um, Another one And I told you This is where it's sneaky This is where it's very sneaky Hugh Keevans Because the time is important yeah. Michael Smith says Stephen Fletcher No he's not there Again He did it Just not since 2018 uh, What else have we got Coming in here Oh my goodness This just makes me feel old We love you Miss Hannigan Says <laughs> Lee Griffiths no So was that 2017? Oh How depressing is that? Especially that when you're your age <laughs> Oh my It feels like yesterday um, a, a shout there for Billy Gilmore Don't think he's got any Scotland no, goals no, at no. all So um, Keep them coming please If you can uh, Mark and I have got five Ah we got it We're in You sure? Yeah ah, 100% yeah, they have, yeah. Simple, wow. simple stuff for a couple of yeah. Knowledgeable guys like us yeah, okay, okay. Oh, Queen's Park. Oh, another Wraith poor start. Wraith beating them? Yep. Wraith one up. Surely Gary the wheels Caldwell aren't coming off. Back. Gary Caldwell, equaliser for Exeter. Absolutely, not, yeah. Not personally. No, no, Fleetwood won Exeter one. Um, he said the police might have to be called today <laughs> because it's uh, Bruni in one dugout and Gary Caldwell in the other. So his world, not mine. Feisty, feisty yeah. that one. Um, I must admit, I'm still waiting to see if we've been at any proper football-related April Fools. Fools. But they, don't, they, they don't have to be. They don't have to be football-related, right? So I'll take that off the table. But it would just help. But apparently, some of the ones that were doing the rounds today, Baby Bells announced they were turning square. I quite like a Baby Bell. I must admit, oh, I buy them for my daughter, and then I eat them. Oh, I don't know. What what is it? Don't, what? No. Oh, you're missing out. You don't know what a Baby Bell is? No. No, neither do I. No. Cheese comes in a wee round packet. The best bit about it is oh, taking yeah. the round, yeah. taking the, the, wax. the wax off it, rolling ah. up in a wee ball and throwing it at somebody. <laughs> Magnificent. That's anyway, we'll, we'll get back to this really important topic of discussion yeah. in just a second. Goal flashes.
with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Aberdeen have scored. It was a Johnny Hayes corner, a diving header from McDonald, and it squirms in, according to Dave Galloway. So St Johnston down to 10 men. Andy Considine was the man uh, that was sent off against his former team, and now a goal for Aberdeen in that one. Well, there you go. There's the argument. You know, 10 men, one down now. And mm. it's very, very difficult for St. Johnson mm. now. Barry Robson, by the way, doing a terrific job. Yep. You know, I had a feeling he, you know, he may have got it to the end of the season. But, of course, you need to mm. back up your performances up with results. And that's what he's done. And the only game without a goal, Hugh Keevans. Yes, is Ibrooks. Yeah. The, uh, I, and we have Michael Beale's word for it that Rangers need to do better on their own pitch. So, half an hour in... Uh, still nil nil. Uh, claim for a penalty, rightly uh, discounted by the referee. Um, so th- mm. it's a fair game, but it's not a scintillating performance by any manner of the means. Van Veen's gone close, inches past the post there for him. Uh, as Motherwell look to add to that goal advantage they have, thanks to Sean Goss's free kick, which is a wonderful free kick, by the way. Um, Motherwell starting to. Do that in recent weeks Remember Callum Slattery At Kilmarnock mm. We said nah No chance He's yeah. not going his locker oh, Banged I it in I, that, I yeah. told you uh, When Kettlewell Took over as interim manager I was suspicious I went up and watched him train And the first person I told you about Was who? Sean Goss He did Exactly and Do you want to tell, say what you did say about Sean Goss? Good player Good and good <laughs> and, nice, and a box Yeah Nice, <laughs> nice feet Nice and quick And then I watched him Practice his free kicks And I says That boy will score mm. one day yeah, yeah. Apparently, other April Fools that were doing the rounds, Anton Deck announcing they were in talks to star in the new Bond film. Come on. No, you're never going to yeah. fall for that. They're talentless as it is. Oh, behave. Oh. Nah, national Aaron treasures. Deck. Come on. National oh, treasures. Well, they don't sing, don't dance, don't tell jokes. What do they do? Let's get ready to rumble might not be they one of the classic on vocal the performances of its age, but it is a song nevertheless. Mm-hmm. Hopeless they are. Um, <laughs> Burger King saying they were going to an introduce Doritos flavoured chicken what's a joke about that that could easily be the case <laughs> John that, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest should have seen that before <laughs> probably like a recipe that I, you crush up Doritos oh, and one of these, like, TikTok, TikTok video ones you things. put it in your air fryer that's a, why I bought an air fryer I had a haggis lasagna during the week you fancy that Mark oh that yeah. sounds lovely a haggis lasagna haggis lasagna I mean, I'm not sure the people of Italy will be too chuffed but Mm. No, no, but it was, it was excellent Roger Hanna quite rightly points out My wife actually mentioned this to me this morning um, The alcoholic beverage Malibu You'll be familiar, I'm sure yeah. <laughs> I, I do like that Teaming up with Iron Brew for a Malibu I oh, like that. I mean, Malibu, good idea, there's, right? nothing, there's nothing up with Malibu. That was my first ever drink. Was it? When I tasted alcohol. Do you know something? Aged you had 18 Malibu drinks. I was, I, yeah. no, well, I was 20, 26. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Uh-huh. So that was my first ever drink, I. We made my You waited. So you waited until you were 26. <laughs> and uh, what was the story again? As a stag do? I was in stag, stag do in Vegas. Uh, Celtic players. Dad, John Kennedy, and Steve McManus. Been Malibu. A Malibu no. lemonade. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cannot be that. Can you see there you go, boys. Did you hear the way he dropped that in there? Oh. Stag doing Vegas. Did yeah. he, didn't even put in Las Vegas. For- Stag doing Vegas. Forget that. I'm just uh, get this image. Him walking about with a Malibu and <laughs> lemonade Listen, with a keep the Malibu coming, mate. <laughs> He's just leave that bottle I, I love a bit of coke oh, needed a dentist the next day it's sweet right See, enough I had my stag doing Clyde Bank and you have yours <laughs> anyway. I don't know where I had on me 
I've been about. I've got to say. Motherwell. Venues. Motherwell. No, one was in Spain. Was I don't it? know if it was number two. Number two, I think, was in Spain. Uh, where was number three? I don't know. I've been about with stag do. Yeah. 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 I like a wee stag do. Mm. Mine was in Vegas, to be fair. Was it? Yeah. Was it really? Oh. Joint, though, so I felt that we could justify it because one of my. Well, I was his best man, he was mine. Oh, I thought you meant where you went with your missus. Oh, no, no, for goodness sake. Oh, you got half the plane wow. and go, right, you go that way, I'll Absolutely go that way. I'll, I'll meet you back no, here. No, in no, 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 no. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the same, essentially the same group. So it felt like we could justify because there's no point. Might as well go one big one rather than two wee yeah, ones. You know, that was that. the thought. It's, it certainly worked. Oh, yeah. uh, Craig Sybil had a shot from distance. My, my, my. That was what close. An yeah, what an effort. Left footed, about 20 yards out, cut across it. Just whistles past Alan McGregor's right hand post. I didn't know this was a thing. David Smith has sent oh. me um, a clip of it. What must that be? I must admit, I'm not as familiar. These days with the gaming world as a football manager, I guess it looks like that. Yeah, um, he says I got done by this today, and all it is is a football manager is playing April Fools on people, telling them that the players are injured when they're actually not. Jesus, what is the, what is the world Jeez. come to? Oh, come on! And he fell for it. Yeah, he fell for that. You know what? Well, see, he would because it just pops up on your screen and. See, April <laughs> Fools would have been easy. See, for teams like your amateur team, Gordon, surely just tell somebody. We're meeting at this point at this time. Turn up in your suit or whatever, all that sort of stuff. Club suits today. But do you know what? I started this off by saying, is it a dying art? And I'm now, I I think the lack of responses from anyone who's actually been done by one today or or, or, or that suggests that maybe is the case. I'm a bit disappointed. It's up to 12 o'clock. Wait to see my mate turn up tonight with a golf trolley at Top Golf. That'll certainly be fun. Yeah, we're off to Top Golf. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. Where would it mention? Where would it rank in the April Fool theme if you were to turn up with the gear on? Yeah, because I think you could surely convince someone to do yeah, that. Yeah, the, the, the trolley it's after, in the bag. It's after a, it's after midday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, somebody will turn up with a glove, wouldn't they? Okay. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Mark's got one in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Put that back in the car. But I don't get though. Is like, why have you got your golf shoes on now? <laughs> no. I understand why you've. Uh, <laughs> you're by the way, is it working about golf shoes? He's got a pair of foot joys on. The spikes. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're approaching half time uh, And it's been a really good start It's been a really good return to domestic football After a brilliant international break um, You might be surprised to hear that the only game without a goal in the Premiership Is at Ibrox It is kind of another one of those Ibrox days for the Rangers fans It's just not It's not f- brilliantly fluid It's not got loads of goal mouth action and, and no goals yet So um, Motherwell are leading at Hibs An early Sean Goss free kick Kelly one hearts one Lauren Shankland had hearts in front but a Dan Armstrong penalty has levelled things up St Mirren got a penalty after a handball which occurred in the 15th second of the game oh maybe Ibrox is not so quiet anymore Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements Rangers have taken the lead and it is Malik Tillman he was put through he slid the ball past the keeper Probably the exact stage that Rangers really needed to find that breakthrough and just changes the whole feeling of the afternoon. Malik Tillman, Rangers 1, Dundee United 0. Yeah, you're right, that keeps the crowd quiet because if it gets to half time and it's 0 0, there's rumbling and grumbling. Uh, But Tillman, after having an attempt at trying to win an unfair penalty, has now finished very cleverly 
and uh, that's a real body blow for Jim Goodwin and Dundee United. What, what a pass that is from Cantwell. That is top quality. Um, he's no right to whatsoever to find Tillman with that pass. It's absolutely brilliant. Tillman obliges, takes a touch and puts it in the back of net. Great time to score, but the pass from Cantwell is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Terrific, yeah. Absolutely terrific. And uh, Tavenier fizzes the ball into him. Not Golson. Fizzes the ball into him round the corner. Oh, Tillman knows exactly the run to make. Cantwell, that's why he's in the team. Keeper. Are we looking at the keeper here with the angle that Tillman's at? Why? He's no. six, he's six yeah. yards. You up. hate goalkeepers, honestly. No, just, I'm only, I'm only having a discussion. He's six yards out and he puts it in God, the corner. We're only six o'clock. Let's just enjoy the chat. <laughs> you know, there's. Let's open it up. Uh, I'll tell you, you what the Mark? keeper could have done there. Mark, I didn't. For, for, I'm for just so saying long, keeper for so long, Mark. We spoke about Rangers needing other players to just contribute more in a goal-scoring fashion. Um, that's Malik Tillman's eleventh of the season. It's, a, it's his fifth in his last six games hmm. And that's exactly what Rangers need Because for too long Ryan Kent, as good as he can be With flashes on the ball, doesn't score enough The right side of the attack has been a problem area for years Who scores enough? So to have Malik T- Tillman hitting double figures uh, Sorry, moving beyond the, the start of double figures Yeah, well, is exactly I, what they need Exactly, I was going to say that You don't need me to tell you that uh, any midfielder um, that gets to double figures at this stage is doing a, a, a real good job and Tillman is but you're right relied heavily on Morelos over the years relied heavily on, on the right back too many years they need a midfielder to contribute now this could be a worry for Hearts Xander Clark is down Ooh. injured he's clutching mm. his hamstring and Ross Stewart the sub goalie is getting stripped and ready now you obviously know the backstory. Xander Clark has been very good the reason he's in the team <laughs> is because Craig Gordon is injured so if Xander Clark was to add to that, no disrespect to Ross Stewart, that would be a huge blow. And John Beaton is heading to the screen again for another penalty to St Mirren and another handball. So it looks like it's going to be given the fact that he's going to the screen. And uh, that game could be over by half time. Over by half time. Penalty given twice. John Beaton's gone to the screen twice. He's come back and said that Livy have committed a handball offence. And we're going to have another penalty. It could be 3 0 to St Mirren before half time. O'Hara, um, step up again, captain. Would be. So, wouldn't you? Yeah. Signed a new contract, didn't you, not that long ago? I wonder how Mark is looking. Mark is Livy away from home. It's Miser. Ross mm. Stewart is out doing the warm up for Hearts with the goalie gloves on. Mm. So that's when you know it's, it's serious. Yeah, on. you don't see that too often. Um, Jacob Brown, Scotland international. We didn't see him at all, I don't think, did we? He scored the first for Stoke. If you're still keeping a, a track of these things, Mark O'Hara steps up again for St Mirren. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Now that's got result of the day written all over it because either St Mirren are going to kick on and consolidate it or we'll have the unlikeliest of comebacks. So either way, it's going to be a contender come Monday night. St Mirren 3, Livingston 0. The seventh goal of the first half of the game is throughout the country. So we we have mm. come back with a bang. Uh, John Beaton's missed two obvious handballs, says Fraser. It's a good job VAR's there then. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think that'll catch on, that logic. But 
Either way, is. penalties given how and it is 3-0 to St Mirren. Just to go back to Tillman and the goal that puts Rangers one up, how much do Rangers have to pay for it's Tillman? Five million is, seems to be the kind of ballpark fee that they keep because mentioning. Michael Beale mentioned budgets again yesterday. He said he had a very good budget compared to other Rangers managers he could think of, but that's a fair old chunk out of it to get Tillman. But I think with five million though for a a midfielder who gets you double figures is worth every yeah. penny. And he's twenty. Yep. Mm, potential. You're buying potential, aren't you? Yeah, I, I think Rangers would do that with five million. Anyway, he's the man that's made the difference so far. Rangers won Dundee United nil. We do now have a goal in every game in the Premiership. Hibs nil, Motherwell one, Kelly one, Hearts one, St Mirren three, Levy nil, St Johnston nil, Aberdeen one. Let's round off the teaser here to okay. leave some room for late drama. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Since 2018, five men have scored two or more goals in a game for Scotland. They are Scott McTominay, Lyndon Dykes, Stuart Armstrong, John McGinn, and James Forrest Well done if you got them all right It was tough to remember the time frame No Stephen Fletcher, no Robert Snodgrass No Lee Griffiths and But loads of you got the right answers there Charlie was in third place Well done to you Charlie Regan Riley in second And another Regan, Regan Cusick Was the winner of the first half teaser We've got a cracker of a who am I for you After the break after half times in the second half this afternoon so look forward to that you two squished them did you yeah. easy yeah, yeah. yeah. good, yeah, good, good team, team effort yeah uh, I got the good majority yeah, here's one. one Mr RFK sent me a, a tweet saying that he got done many years ago because he's a big wrestling fan and um, Floyd uh, this this is bizarre and Floyd Mayweather was on was taking on the big show remember the big show oh. at Wrestlemania um, I woke up the next morning and my mate messaged me saying a gang war had broken out and the big show had been shot <laughs> where does your imagination have to go I suppose that would be possible that, 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 that could happen in the what? wrestling but what, really what? shot though? no not really oh, shot of course it's some of the nonsense where's Chris off today and Chris likes all that producer Chris loves oh, all that wrestling hold on hold on hold on what have we got here Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements Oh, it's all going wrong for Hearts Kilmarnock are 2-1 in front And perhaps more significantly for the Jambos There's a cross The seemingly injured Xander Clark Who's still on, comes for it Misses it (laughs) And Christian Doidge, former Hibs player by the way Scores and Kelly take a 2-1 lead into the break Well, as I say, Hearts went into this match Having lost four of their previous five Five defeats out of six That gets the fans on Robbie Nielsen's case Mm, very much so yeah, Mismanagement in all counts here Because if the goalie's injured And he can't carry well, on then you've got to some, do that someone, Someone's obviously said, yeah, said he's, he's fit and he's fine to continue whatever, mm. However that's come about The canon manager uh, struggles to make that decision uh, You've got to trust your goalkeeper You've got to trust I'm not talking just about the goalkeeper Well, uh, the manager physio. I'm talking about the physio and the goalkeeper himself uh, yeah, It might not be anything to do with the injury he might As just to why he missed the, the cross Maybe not. Yeah. Um, Curtis Maines had a goal chalked off for offside by Douglas Ross Who got a very friendly reception from the St Mirren fans uh, they went back and checked And it was indeed The correct decision Good effort there Ryan Kent Tipped onto the bar As Rangers looked to add a second Before the break 
Six Douglas. added, sorry, Huber. Seven minutes added at St Mirren, six added at McDermott, four at Ibrox. Oh, what a chance Rangers had there. Rattled off the crossbar. That, that was almost game over by half time. That would have been a contender for goal of the season, oh. perhaps. Ryan Kent, double step over on his left foot, crashes it off the underside of the bar. Dundee 3 0 up against yeah. Hamilton Ackies at the break. Good cup celebrations midweek for the old Hamilton rough side. Time. Half time in the spare room tonight. Half time whistle starting to go. <laughs> Jim Duffy's Clyde 0 0 against Falkirk. You can see that one jumping out. Um, Interesting one that mm-hmm. if Clyde were to beat Falkirk. Dunfermline could win the league title next weekend at Falkirk. Oh, well, they send you up then. Why? I don't like any two of them. I know, but just for the big, you're a man for the big occasion, no? Nah, I'm not really. <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll leave that one alone. A big week in the league two title race as well. Dumbarton lost against four for midweek. <sighs> my team's, and my team's falling away. Still, Albion are two 0 up at half time up there at Elgin. So half time we do have one, and it's at Easter Road. Roger Hanna and it's a Burnley nil. Motherwell one at the break. A deserved lead for Stuart Kettlewell's visitors given to them by a superb free kick after just seven minutes for Sean Goss. Motherwell started really brightly. They could have taken the lead. Kevin Van Veen, the 18 goal top scorer, clean through, and David Marshall, the former Scotland keeper, making a fine. Save. the ball rebounding out of the box and as it ricocheted about Dean Cornelius was taken down by Jake Doyle Hayes 22 yards out Doyle Hayes earned a booking from referee Graham Granger for the foul and there was more punishment coming for, for Hibs Goss left footed into the postage stamp corner absolutely no chance for Marshall a terrific opener for the visitors Hibs huffed and puffed for a while Matthew Hoppe's cutback was hacked away by Paul McGinn Liam Kelly had to tip over a header from Kevin Nisbet after that then Chris Cadden against his former club came inside off the right onto his left foot and curled a shot over from the edge of the box but Motherwell still dictating a lot of the play Goss looking dangerous in midfield Spittle likewise just off the front too at that stage quite a lengthy delay when Kevin Nisbet needed treatment for a knock but he did get up and joined the Hibs attack again but just in time to see Van Veen burst clear again he poked a shot beyond Marshall this time but it just dribbled inches past the far post when Motherwell were dreaming of a second goal Hibs not looking comfortable at all they changed from a three at the back to a four with CJ Egan Riley pushing into midfield just before the interval they'll need to do much better if they get back into this in the second half at the break at Easter Road it's Hibs nil Motherwell one so far so good for the steel men Gordon yeah absolutely brilliant I fancied them for something today but Another three points All of a sudden They're looking at up the top six Half time Ibrooks Gabriel Yes it's 1-0 to Rangers At the interval Thanks to a 38 minute goal From Malik Tillman Who's been a standout here So far Now Rangers started Well enough uh, Tavernier had a big chance On a volley at the back post Early on after pressure A great save by Mark Birigiti In the United goal though uh, Ryan Kent had been driving All game as usual He had a good effort With his left foot But he dragged the ball wide They had over 80% of the ball They've been decent, but struggled to break United down. And with the half approaching and things perhaps starting to get a little tense here, up stepped Tillman for his 11th goal of the season. It was a brilliant pass from Todd Cantwell, just flicking into his path, and Tillman duly slid the ball past Birigiti from six yards out. There's been great link-up between Tillman and Cantwell all day. Both been so bright. Cantwell with his passing, his touches. Tillman with his powerful driving runs. Although he did have a not very impressive dive, which he avoided a booking for. It was nearly two in stoppage time. Kent with a great effort after two step-overs. He rattled it off the underside of the crossbar. United have been physical. They've been solid defensively up until the goal. Of course, a tough time to concede. Peter Paulett 
nearly got in on the break early on. It was a poor final pass when it looked like they were through. And their threat on the counter-attack has been dwindling as the half has gone on. Their best effort came from Craig Sybil. The swerving strike from around 20 yards out. It just missed the target. It looked like it was in where I was from. But Rangers in control here now. Half-time at Ibrox. At the interval, it is 1-0 Rangers. What's the story at the break at Rugby Park then, David Friel? Half-time, Gordon Kamalik, two hearts, one, and it's summed up with this. A first half to forget for Xander Clark, the Scotland and Hearts goalkeeper. He's been at fault for both Kamalik goals, and he's also picked up an injury. He's had a nightmare. Danny Armstrong, Christian Doidge, scored for Denton Kennedy. said Kelly fully deserve a lead. They've been really good. Hearts have been really, really poor. Kelly started well. He pinned Hearts back. Joe Wright had a great chance for a free kick, but he headed wide. Hearts were really struggling to get going, but Lauren Shankland played for Scotland during the week against Spain. He only needs a bit of space to make any team pay. It was a slack Kelly pass. Shanklin moved to the corner of the box and drilled a low shot past Sam Walker. What a goal. It was his 22nd of the season. He expected Hearts to build on it, but it didn't really. Kelly kept going. They were playing really, really well. Snapping out the tackles. Equaliser came in 22 minutes. Liam Donnelly's drive had a lot of power, it's fair to say, but it was straight at Xander Clark. He'd expect him to catch it. Instead, he spilled it. Kyle Vassell, he was on to it in a flash. Xander Clark tried to pick up the loose ball. He brought him down. Ewan Anderson gave a penalty. VAR backed him up. And Danny Armstrong easily converted from the spot for his 10th goal of the season. It was the least Kelly deserved. And there was more to come before the break. Xander Clark, as I said, he got treatment for a hamstring injury. Ross Stewart was ready to come on. He was stripped. But Robbie Nielsen kept Clark on. Maybe that was a mistake. Because Xander Clark was at fault for, for Kelly's second goal. As Christian Doys, remember, on loan from Hibs, made it 2-1 on the stroke of half-time. Danny Armstrong, such a big player for Kelly. He whipped in a great cross. Sander Clark came out for the ball, totally missed it, and Christian Dodge did the rest and celebrated right in front of the Hearts fans. Kelly have been excellent, Hearts have been terrible. It's a big second half ahead. Half time, Kilmarnock 2, Hearts 1. Huge 45 minutes coming up there. It's half time at McDermott Park, Dave Galloway. Half time, St Johnston 0, Aberdeen 1, and all action start to this game. Eh? Saints eh, going close after a corner. Gordon's volley brilliantly parried by Roos, who also did well to deal with Considine's follow up. But Considine got a straight red card on his birthday as well for a last man challenge on Majowski, who'd been put through by Shinny following a VAR review and also changed a penalty award to a free kick just outside the box. Roos though was forced into action shortly after to block Ruddin's effort at his near post. At the other end, Ramadani's curler from the edge of the box it clipped the woodwork and it took a superb save by Matthews to turn McDonald's header from Clarkson's free kick behind for a Don's corner. Aberdeen though went ahead after 31 minutes. McDonald connected with Hayes' corner kick. Matthews seemed to have dealt with things but somehow fumbled the ball in in some quarters it's actually been given as a, an own goal but that is uh, very much up for debate as to whether it is uh, McDonald's goal or not uh, if it is McDonald's goal it's his first goal uh, for Aberdeen Saints though overall well in the game giving a really good account of themselves certainly uh, testing Aberdeen but in first half injury time the Dons passed up a pretty decent chance to double their advantage Majowski headed Hayes cross wide when he really should should have at least hit the target. It's been a good game so far and hopefully plenty more to come after the interval. It's St Johnston 0, Aberdeen 1. It's finally half-time in Paisley, Fraser Wishart. Yeah, finally half-time. We played seven minutes stoppage time here, Gordon, after an eventful first half with Sitman in Easy Street. Really good performance. Two penalties by Mark O'Hara, both given after VAR sent John Beaton to the screen when he missed handballs and add to that Tony Watts 
first goal for St Mirren and you can see why the St Mirren supporters were really happy at half time just 15 seconds gone Ryan Stone made really good ground on the right hand side he's crossed with the flag into the air Flicked on by Curtis May and it hit Fitzwater on the hand. John Beaton said no penalty. It looked pretty obvious to me. As the game continued, Mark O'Hara was booked for a foul. Only 30 seconds gone in the middle of the park on Scott Pittman. After a long four-minute VAR check, Gavin Duncan, the VAR referee, sent John Beaton to the screen, gave the penalty. Mark O'Hara stepped up and coolly scored to the goalkeeper's right. A couple of half chances at either end. Jill Newbley cut inside, killed a shot just over. Tony Watt then had a free head at the back post. Hit Penrice and lobbed into the arms of George. But in 18 minutes, 2-0. Forstenburn main again involved. He got to the byline, cut the ball back to Tony Watt, did really well to shrug off the challenge of De Lucas, and he calmly walked round George and rolled the ball into the empty net. His first goal for St. Two minutes later, Joe Shaughnessy flicked a header from a strange three kick just wide. Then it's all St. Mern. Keanu Bacchus burst from the midfield, just getting shot away by a brilliant block by Moyes. But a reminder for St. Mern in 35 minutes, been little in attack for Livy. Carson, a virtual spectator until Nubly should have scored. Really good crossing right by Nicky Devlin. It looked like Nubly, three headers, eight yards out. He looked like he was going to score easily. Joe Shaughnessy did enough maybe to put him off, but the striker headed over when he really should have at least hit the target and probably scored. But 3-0, two sitting in and 41 minutes, another handball penalty. Very similar to the first, a cross coming in, main flicked it on, it hit hold in hand again, looked pretty obvious to me. Varchek, John Beaton sent to the screen, upstepped O'Hara, and he scored into the same corner. Main then got the ball into the back of the net. He was involved in all three goals, but his goal was disallowed by Douglas Ross and confirmed by Var. And then just right on the final whistle, sorry, half-time whistle, Nicky Devlin almost gave Livingston a lifeline. Really good sh- hooked shot over the goalkeeper, hit the bar, hit the post, and somehow stayed out. Livingston claimed for a penalty for pushing Penrice, but after a Varchek, again, this time the referee said no. Half-time here in Paisley, St Run 3, Livingston 0. Oh, what a first half that was to welcome us back after the international break. If you've all caught your breath, I'll give you a round-up of the half-time scores next. Scottish football's lead leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What a first half it's been. It feels like longer than a couple of weeks since we had domestic football. It was a, a good international break, which we don't often get the chance uh, to see, or maybe a bit more often in recent seasons. But it's been a brilliant start back, action-packed, incident-packed, dramatic across the board in the Scottish Premiership. At the break, it sits Hibs nil, Motherwell 1, Kilmarnock 2, Hearts 1, Rangers 1, Dundee United 0, St Johnston 0, Aberdeen 1, and St Mirren 3, Livingston nil In the Championship It's Cove Rangers nil, Partick Thistle 2 Dundee 4 Hamilton Ackies nil, Morton nil, Inverness nil, Wraith Rovers 1 Queen's Park nil. In League 1 Alloa nil, Airdrie 1 Clyde nil, Falkirk nil, Dunfermline nil, Kelty nil, FC Edinburgh nil, Montrose 1 And Queen of the South nil, Peterhead Nil in League Two, Bonnie Rig Rose nil, Stranraer nil, Dumbarton one, Stenhouse Muir nil, East Fife nil, Annan nil, Elgin nil, Stirling two, and four for nil, Albion Rovers one, and the second halves are next.